Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Lindsborg Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmer State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Welcome into our Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva this morning. Our first Coaches Show of the year following a Friday night of football. We had one last Saturday morning, but it wasn't quite the same as we were still getting ready for the season. But this morning, we are in the middle of the grind. We had Friday night lights last night. And it is a great morning to be a Bullpup fan. This is Jim Joyner with you this morning, alongside, of course, the most popular man in McPherson, especially here at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, Mr. Steve Sell. Yeah, if it uh, sounds like we're a little dragging, we are a little bit. We get we got out of the office real late last night. You and I will get into the routine here, yeah, here yeah. In, in, in about a week. Got, got to get our uh, got to get our legs under us as far as these late nights on the Friday, early mornings on Saturday. But uh, fortunately, we only had a 30-minute road trip to Salina. What a great turnout for both teams. Salina South packed their side. The Bullpups packed their side. And we had a fantastic night for football weather-wise. There was were some cramping issues for some of the players. Yeah, but, for uh, me up in the press box. Man, yeah, I, were, I, I was so hot. And I, was, I thought you could hang meat. You know, it was so cold in that press box for me. And you're over there, you know, dying. And uh, uh, anyway, so that, that tells you when you're 40 years older than you are, uh, you know, the uh, temperature has different effects. That's true. Steve, let's go through some scores last night, and then we'll dive into the Bullpups in Salina South. First off, in Class 4A, McPherson going to Salina South. They win 29-17 after trailing in that game 10-0. In 3A, the Heston Swathers improved to 1-0 with a 43-14 win on the road at Hillsboro. The Smoky Valley Vikings lost 32-16 on the road at Larned, and we will hear from... Viking coach Tim Lambert here later on in the show. In Class 1A on Thursday night, the Inman Teutons went on the road to Belle Plaine and fell 14 to nothing in their season opener. In 8-man Division 1, the Mound Ridge Wildcats with a nice win over Gossel, winning 18 to 12 in a highly contested game. And then in the game of the night in 8-man Division 1, the Canton Galva Eagles at home avenged their only regular season loss of the year last year, winning 70 to 23 over the Little River Redskins. Steve, a great night for high school football in the area. We know there are some really, really good teams. Both of those teams, at least the ones that we know are going to be great this year, found ways to win, and the Eagles did it in dominating fashion. We'll hear from Coach Hoppus as well. Yeah, you know, Little River is a very good football team, and for Canton Galva in that game in the fourth quarter, piled up 564 yards of total offense. Uh, they picked up where they off, left off last year. You know, Little River's got a couple of great players, and Graham Stevens and and Jaden Garrison, but the, the depth and overall balance of the Eagles, they ran the ball well, they passed it well, they defended well. Uh, Shelby Hoppus, his team is legit, and for anybody that uh, around the state that was doubting that the Eagles, uh, you know, that number one state ranking they had by a lot of preseason publications, I think those detractors uh, are going to be pretty quiet from here on out. Well, Steve, let's talk about the Bullpups from last night. Their first game of this season with a relatively new group of guys 
there were a lot of, as the way I phrased it last night, there were a lot of question marks going into the season, but I think there were a lot of exclamation points, guys that you can point to and say, those guys are great. They are back. They have the experience. They will be able to carry this team. And when you look at the way last night's game played out, I thought that some of the question marks, the guys that we didn't know a lot about, made some big plays. But I thought that it was the guys that were the exclamation points coming into the year. Those were the guys that were great last night and found a way to take this team over the top because they were down 10-0, almost going into halftime down 10-0, and found a way to grind through what was a tough game against Salina South. Yeah, the Bullpups offense really slumbered uh, in the first half. The offensive line just, you know, wasn't firing off the ball. Uh, they had The Bullpups had one yard of offense in the first quarter, and it was really looking, uh, you know, gloomy going into the half. But the big play, Jaden Dukes, a sophomore cornerback, uh, there was a tip pass. He picked it off. And then Caleb Hoppus and Cody Stuffelbean on a well-designed play. Cody Stuffelbean, there was no one within 15 yards of him. He was so wide open. The Bullpups scored right before the half. And, and we talked about it. It just seemed like the Bullpups didn't play with a lot of excitement in the first half. It's, it's a team that doesn't show a lot of emotion anyway. It's not what last year's team you know, they, they were... They'd score a touchdown and they'd go run down the sidelines yeah. with hands in the air. Yeah, but uh, um, this team, uh, once it got excited, the offensive line had a complete 180 uh, in the second half. After being dominated in the first half, it dominated in the second half. Bullpups put up 23 points. And after only having 61 yards of total offense in the first half, the Bullpups end up with 353. So they, they had almost 300 yards in the second half. And boy, they had some chunk plays. A lot of chunk plays to me are ten yards or longer, and the Bullpups had about eight or nine of them in the game. Some big. Where, pass where, plays. where does a ninety-nine yard reception rank in terms of a chunk play? Chunky noodle there. That, That's that, a that, that is chunky. Yeah, Aaron Powell, the ninety-nine yard play, and Coach Pab told us after the game that that was actually one of the pl- the players said, "Hey, that play is there." Aaron Powell, you know, you talked about. Uh, guys stepping up, Aaron Powell, nine catches, 158 yards last night. He was our player of the game. He had another 33-yard catch that was actually not really a catch. It was a jet sweep, but he turned into a 33-yard play. A couple other plays over 10 yards. Aaron Powell has stepped into that number one receiver role. And remember how his season last year ended? Right. The worst way you could possibly end it in that sub-state game against Goddard. He jumps up to make a pass, lands back down on the ground, and then is foot and ankle explode. They did. And they, and they break. And, and and for those that didn't see the pictures of it, oh, man. They, they took pictures of it. It was a gruesome sight, but he hasn't missed a beat. I mean, he, he, he got that pass over the middle and just ran away from the south defender, and that was really the backbreaker. Uh, the Bullpups end up scoring, I believe, 16 points in the third quarter. Drew Schrader kicked a field goal in there. And then in the fourth quarter, the Bullpups' offensive line and Caleb Hoppus at quarterback really imposed their will. Well, they knew it was go time. Yeah, and, and Caleb Hoppus, they figured something out in the run game. If, 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 you're a former, if you're a Kansas State fan, remember former quarterback Colin Klein? That's what they kind of did in the fourth quarter. They just snapped it back to Hoppus. He kind of just methodically waited for his line you know, to make the blocks, and then he can really run hard. He only had... Uh, I think he had like three yards at half. He finished with 67. Huge second half. And I think when the Bullpups get into the rest of the schedule where the competition won't be as strong, Caleb Hoppus is going to have several 100-yard rushing games. Steve, let's take a quick break and hear from McPherson Eye football coach Chase Pavlovich from our post-game audio last night. 
and what he had to say following the big win for this bullpup team. We are now joined on our CHS refinery at McPherson postgame show by McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich. Coach, the thing that Steve and I have said several times up here tonight is that we think your team might have needed a little punch in the mouth to start this game. You fall behind 10-0, mm -hmm. the offense isn't working, and then you find a way to turn things around. You score on four consecutive drives, five out of the last six. Was that some of the things that you were seeing as well, that you needed that punch in the mouth to wake up a little bit, kind of well, like last Saturday? Well, we, we prefer not to have it, but, uh, yeah, you know, we talked about it at halftime. You know, down, we have been, as you said, smacked in the mouth, and, and our kids fought adversity and never quit. And uh, second half, we got incredibly physical up front. Uh, we executed in our passing game really well. Um, real proud of our guys. Uh, what we were talking about at halftime, the offensive line mm -hmm. really struggled the first half. I mean, you had one yard of offense in the first Is quarter. Right? You had 62 yards at the half, and then you come out in the second half and you end up over, well over 300 yards. And I think one thing you found it looked like to me is earlier you were kind of going a little wide with Hoppus, but then you realize your guys were really firing off the ball. He was kind of reading the blocks. Mm -hmm. He was getting six and seven yards on every chunk play, it seemed like. Yeah, you know, we were a little bit stubborn uh, offensively. We wanted to run the football, and, and uh, you know, the first quarter especially established a running game and, and felt, felt like we had we were a little bit dominant. Uh, but, but they came out, they, they stacked the box, and, and we made an adjustment. Uh, Coach Monty made an adjustment, uh, pressed them vertically a couple times. That softened them up, and... And again, it's one of those things where our passing game opened up our running game tonight. It, we forced them out of the box a little bit, and uh, our running game took over. But I don't think you get the turnaround if Jaden Dukes doesn't get an interception there late in the first half because you go in down 10, mm -hmm. Salina South really is thinking, hey, we can we can pull this off. Sure. But then uh, some doubt crept into the mind and took you about a minute and a half, two minutes yeah. to score there. Uh, with, and then, of course, the 99-yard play really was a backbreaker. Yeah, that, that – uh, but you're right, Jaden. He's a he's a phenomenal athlete, and we had to get him on the field. He did a great job at corner all night. Uh, you know, going down and scoring that first touchdown pass that was not my play call. Um, that was the kids were asking for it, and uh, so, you know, we ran it. They took ownership, and and lo and behold, it was wide open. So, you know, when our kids understand those schemes too, and they're asking you, you got to trust them, and uh, and we did, and it worked out. There were a lot of guys on your team that I thought tonight brought their game. And some guys that you knew you needed to count on, guys in your linebacking core like mm -hmm. Bryson Labertu, Mason Thrash, you throw in Cody Stufflebean, Jacob File made some big plays for you, and ultimately Caleb Hoppus delivered down the stretch. Your guys that were not the question marks, the guys that you knew were going to be good, yeah. were good tonight, and I thought that was the difference. You know, they really were. They showed great leadership, not not uh, not freaking out, not not panicking at all. We just slowed we were. steady. We, we, we took care of that. Yeah, <laughs> well, we were a little bit too as coaches, but, you know, again, it, it was great. It was great to be able to fight adversity. You know, we, we didn't face that last year. This is going to make us better. This was a 29-17 win for the Bullpups here tonight over Salina South as we're joined on our CHS Refinery at McPherson postgame show by McPherson I football coach Jace Pavlovich. You even threw in some guys that I saw in your mix tonight. Mm -hmm. You changed up a couple of lineups. Things weren't working initially. You throw in a guy like Curtis Landrum, who had yeah. a terrific freshman year at the sub-varsity level. Yeah. You throw in Jake Houghton. He made some big plays. You had to improvise a little bit when things weren't working, and the guys you threw in there I thought did a great job. They, they really did. You know, we as deep as we were at tailback, past tense, you know, Matt Ramey hurts his knee. Sky Shriner hurts his ankle. 
all of a sudden we're, we're incredibly thin. So we did have some guys step up, you know, Jake Houghton played a lot of defense and, and, uh, you know, got Hoppus off the field, but yeah, you know, it's, it's an ex guy mentality and, and we do have some depth and, and we really relied on that tonight. It's a one and no start to the season for the Bullpups here tonight with a 29, 17 win over Salina South. You now can take a little bit of a deep breath as you get through the Salina South game, the only 5A team on your schedule. Mm -hmm. And this was a game that you had been preparing for for about the last nine months. Mm -hmm. And now you turn things over to your ABCTL Division Three schedule, two home games coming up against Winfield and El Dorado the next two weeks. This is a team that I think wanted to prove themselves on a bigger stage against the team in ABCTL Division One against mm -hmm. a 5A opponent. They did that, and now you turn your attention to the rest of the schedule like we put so much focus on this game yeah. that now you have to turn and remember okay we have seven more of yeah. these to do well you can't put all your eggs in one basket but you know the the off season you know we focused on ourselves and, and what we failed to do against goddard and and we were we were prepping for salina south and and now we have a short turnaround comparably speaking and uh we got to get after winfield uh, tomorrow morning we're excited to see the bull pumps and the vikings return home coming up next friday night bullpup football coach jace pavlovich congrats on the win and have a little celebration tonight. We will. Thank you, sir. That was McPherson High football coach Jace Pavlovich after the Bullpups' 29-17 win last night over the Salina South Cougars. There was a lot of hype going into last night, Steve, and going into this fall and at 10 to nothing right before halftime, I think there were some people that were starting to look around and say, are we sure about this? Yeah. But this team proved why there was all this hype around them in the second half. Well, and you have to remember, last year the Bullpups led just 7-0 at the half with a very experienced offensive team. When you looked out on the field last night, there weren't a whole lot of guys on the offensive side who were starters last year. Right, you look at the guys that were playing wide receiver and guys that made catches. You throw in Jaden Dukes, Trey Buckby, Gus Ruddle made a couple of grabs in the game. You throw in Riley Kane. It was a very green group, but I thought that those guys performed very well. Yeah, um, Buckby, I think, had three catches. Gus Ruddle had a really nice catch, and I think there was a penalty on his catch. Yeah, he added an extra 15. Yeah, so you got an extra 15 there. Dukes, of course, um, on the defensive side, really did a nice That job. interception that he made at the end of the first half might have been the turning point it in really the game. It really might have. If the Bullpups don't get that interception, it just makes you wonder because they just didn't have that emotional spark until Dukes comes up with that uh, that pick, and then, of course, the pass to Stufflebean. They come out, uh, Bullpups get the ball to start the second half. They storm right down the field. Only took them six plays to score, big chunk plays. Uh, the Bullpups score, I think, four straight possessions uh, when you add on the one at the end of the first half. So uh, once they got rolling, they were fine. Kind of like the Jamboree yeah. last Saturday when we went to Valley Center. The Bullpups really struggled at the outset. So, you know, they need to be they need to get off to a better start this Friday. They're going to be home. They're going to be energized. And this Winfield team that's coming to town pulled off one of the real shockers to me last night, knocking off Arc City uh, in the Cali battle for the Cali County Cup. Uh, Winfield might be turning things around a little bit. Coach Hibbs and the Vikings, they were just under 500 last year. They were 4-5 and five after losing to the Crusaders of Bueller in their first playoff game, and they will be tough. We'll dive into that matchup all throughout this week as the Bullpups will be home for week number two. We'll take our first break on our coaches show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. When we come back, I want to play a little bit of audio from some football coaches, one from Shelby Hoppus with the Canton Galva Eagles after their win last night, 
70 to 23 over Little River, as well as Tim Lambert, the coach of the Smoky Valley Vikings. We have some audio from Bullpup Soccer coach Chris Adrian to get to as well. It's a busy, busy coaches show this morning, and we will take our first break. You're listening to the coaches show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on this morning's Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, one team that you and I are very excited about to watch this fall. They are the Canton-Galva Eagles, and they were 70-23 to winners over the Little River Redskins last night. And some of you might be thinking, okay, well, they might be the number one team in the state, but oh, who knows about that Little River bunch? It's just a big win. Little River is good. They are. If not a very good team on the west half of eight-man Division One, And the Kenton-Galva Eagles, to me, last night, Steve, proved they're the real deal. There's a reason why many places have tabbed them as the number one team in the state. I'll tell you, Eagle Nation is just exploding over there. They're so excited. Uh, I've got friends over there, and, and they just can't – they can't wait for the next game to get here. Um, you know, last year was kind of a out-of-the-blue type season. Nobody saw – 10 and 2 coming. Uh, remember, it was just th- it was like three or four years ago. They couldn't even field a team. Right. They had to forfeit a game. And uh, that that's how far this program has come in a short time. Great cycle of kids coming through. Uh, you know, they had no seniors last year, went 10 and 2, lost to Solomon in the state semifinals. That, that's not a hyperbole or a wh- whatever you would want to call it. There were actually no seniors right. on the team. There were no seniors on the team last year. Uh, they've come back. Uh, you and I went over to practice. It's a lot different atmosphere at their practice, say, the McPherson High. Of course, the Bullpups, they're kind of a loose bunch. Canton Gala is all business. They're on a mission. And, boy, what a game last night. 564 yards of offense. Uh, Coach Hoppus, he's just got he's got a kid in the candy store. He's got so many different weapons he can, he can call on. That defense, of course, a ball-hawking defense. Landon Everett. Had another pick six last night. I don't know how many he had last year, but it seemed like he had about three or four. But Canton Galva, they are the real deal. And I I really have a feeling they're going to be playing for a state championship on the final Saturday in November. We'll hope to see it. Steve, let's turn things over to Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus here on our coaches show this morning. We're joined on our coaches show this morning by Canton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus as the Eagles, who are ranked as the number one team by many different publications in the state, picked up a win in week number one over Little River, a team that beat them last year in week number one, but this time it's the Eagles. 70-23, to Coach Hoppus, will you give us a little recap of last night's game? Yeah, so we came out and we stressed to the kids that we wanted to uh, start and from the you know from the start we wanted to go hard. We had a hard time last year doing that. Sometimes we'd come out low in the first quarter before we could really get going. So our game plan was to win the toss and put our defense out there first to set the tone. And um, they ended up winning the toss and deferring. And offense came out four plays later, scored and kind of set the tone that way. So we scored that way, and then defense came out, got a stop came down and scored again and uh, got into the second quarter, gave up a big play on defense. Um, I believe we were up three scores at that point. Went into half up 42-12, to 12, I believe, and then in the third quarter came out and just went back and forth with them for a while before we could eventually shut them out. 
Well, and I think the thing I think the thing for you that you have to be very positive and optimistic about and excited about is your big dogs who we have been talking about all summer and even into the spring and now here we are in the fall. Your big dogs, Landon Everett, Braden Collins, as well as Tyson Struber, that those three guys really came to play. And you look at the numbers from last night. Landon Everett with 17 carries for 226 yards. Braden Collins with 23 for 134. Ty Struber with four catches for 63 yards and two scores. Your big dogs, who we have been hyping up and saying, hey, they're good for a reason. There was a reason as well last night as they had huge games too. Yeah, and the credit really has to go to the four up front um, and then five in some formations. That Those big boys came out, and um, Coach Ayers even mentioned after the game that how impressed he was with our with our big boys up front on both sides of the football. But as far as landing goes, we didn't have to throw it a lot last night. I believe he was five for nine, but three of the five were for touchdowns. So he's really efficient with the football. Um, we put Tyson at a lot of different positions last night. Um, he carried it a lot from the backfield. We did some jet sweep stuff with him. We just have to be able to get him the ball in space. and We, we all know how big of a weapon he can be. And then Collins is kind of our horse. And he did a really good job last night of coming down the hill and just wearing defenses out. And with him doing that, that's actually what springs landing usually for that big play is Collins, you know, down the hill, down the hill, down the hill. Then we hit him with a little counter action and landing goes to the house. So all three of them did really well, but really the credit goes to them big boys up front. Well, I mentioned a moment ago that this was a game that you guys lost last season on the road. It was the first game of the season. You start off 0-1, you rattle off 10 in a row. But how important was this game this year for your team after trying to get some of that revenge from what was a really difficult loss for your team at that point? How, how, how important was it this time around to end up beating Little River? Well, it's, it was important to us. Um, we didn't want to overemphasize it. It was it's just a regular season game. Week one, we still have a lot of things to work on. Um, so, you know, we didn't want to make too big a deal out of it, but it is one of our rivals and it's a rival that we haven't beaten a long, long time and kinda, you know, like you said, handed it to us last year. So I think the boys were pretty pumped up about it and um, came out and executed really well from the start. And then afterwards, you know, we got a have some fun with it, with what the outcome ended up being. So it's good for the kids, good for our program, great win for our program, and uh, hopefully we can just move forward from there. We're talking with Kenton Galva head football coach Shelby Hoppus on our coaches show this morning. Before we talk a little bit more about what's coming up for you guys, I know that you have a lot of respect for this Little River team and Coach Ayers in his first game. I think that Little River, since they are on the West, that is going to be a tough, tough team for any team in eight-man division one out West. What's your scouting report for any opponent on guys like Peyton Stevens, who I know had a great game against you guys last night? Yeah, they're going to be tough in the West, um, and they're just going to continue to get better and better with Ayers there and what he teaches and just talking a little bit to him here and there. Um, they're going to get better as the season goes on, and they have some really good kids at you know really important positions. I was really surprised with the Garrison kid last night who – I believe this is his first year playing since maybe his seventh or eighth grade year. So he uh, he came out there, and he's a heck of an athlete and went stride for stride with Tyson for the most part. So they've got some pieces, and they're going to – I think they'll be able to make a pretty deep run. 
How did last night and this preseason so far, how has it felt in comparison to other teams that you've been a part of with that number one ranking on your back? Did you feel maybe a little more pressure last night? Did the guys feel more pressure? Or is all of that just a bunch of media talk that you guys aren't paying attention to? Oh, I hope the guys didn't feel any extra pressure. You know, we've talked about it a couple times, and I took a little bit different approach than a lot of coaches would, but I congratulated them on it. Um, we do talk about it. It's out there. It's in the open. But I also told them they've earned it. You know, the last couple of years in the weight room, in the off seasons, they've came in, they've worked their tails off, and they've earned that number one ranking. So I want them to, I want them to enjoy it, and then on the other hand, come out and act like you're the number one team in the state and execute on every single play from start to finish. And so far through week one, we've done that. So. Well, I know that you guys will begin your preparations for getting ready for Chase County here in week number two, but as you look ahead to the rest of your schedule coming up this fall, especially once you get on to the district side, I know that Solomon will be very tough and they will come across the schedule at some point. I saw some other scores last night from teams in eight-man division one on the east side. Scores, big scores with teams like Madison, with Burlingame. We know that eight-man division one is going to be very tough, and you don't want to start looking ahead too much, but you guys still, even as the number one team, have a lot of work to do because this classification, this side of the class, it is going to be tough here this fall. Yeah, and I told the kids last night, I said, go out, have fun with this one, enjoy it. But, you know, come Sunday during film time, we're preparing for Chase County next week. So we got to take it one week at a time. Um, as far as the east side goes, I think there's, I think the strength this year's move has shifted towards the east side this year. So um, there's a lot of good teams out there, but we're just going to take it one week at a time, and that starts with Chase County in week two. Kenton Galva football coach Shelby Hoppus on our coaches show this morning. Thanks for the time this morning, coach, and congrats on the big 70-23 to win last night, and best of luck at Chase County coming up next week. All right, thank you. That was Eagle coach. Shelby Hoppus on our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, the quote that I really liked from him there is, of course there's a lot of pressure and that this is a team that is looking great on paper, but the thing that Coach Hoppus said was, this is not by accident. This is not out of the blue. This is a team that has worked extremely hard in the offseason. This is a group that has matured a ton, and this is no accident that the Eagles are where they are right now. You're absolutely right. Uh, we went over to practice one day in the preseason, and we looked at some of these kids, and we said, man, they just look totally different than they did a year ago. Tyson Struber is a good example. He looks like he's about 20 pounds heavier, and it's all muscle. He had a great all-around game last night. Uh, the running back, Collins, did a nice job. Uh, they got some big interior linemen that can move, and uh, they've got the whole package right now. And uh, when you have the exact same starting team that you had last year, I mean, uh, you know, you don't have to do a lot of coaching early because these guys already know what's expected of them. Steve, let's take another break. When we come back, we will hear from the head man for the Smoky Valley Vikings, Tim Lambert, after they lost 32-16 to at Larned to begin their season last night. We'll do that next. You're listening to The Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Our Coaches Show this morning continues to roll on here on 96.7 FM KBBE. 
Steve, a team that was really, really good last season, a team that did not lose until late November, the Smoky Valley Vikings. Well, it's been a little bit of a turnaround for that team. They had to replace a monster senior class with some phenomenal players in their backfield and their dominant running game. But the Vikings last night got off to an 0-1 start, losing on the road at Larned. And I know that this Smoky Valley team, they still have the pieces to be a very good team, but it's definitely going to be different than it was last year. Absolutely. You know, they lost 19 starters, basically, or 19 positions. And uh, it, there's going to be some growing pains. Uh, they really struggled until the fourth quarter kind of came alive. A couple touchdowns late. Uh, Larned uh, has been an up-and-down team. Two years ago, they were really good. They didn't win a game last year. Looks like they're back up. They got most of their starters back. So uh, it's going to be some growing pains for the Vikings. But, you know, Tim Lambert, he's, he's got the pedigree. He's a proven winner. And uh, he'll get that thing going up there in Lindsburg. Let's hear from him right now. We're joined on our coaches show this morning by the head coach of the Smoky Valley Vikings, that is Tim Lambert, as Smoky got off to an 0-1 start last night, falling on the road at Larned, the long road trip out west, losing 32-16 to and rolling back in at about midnight last night. Coach Lambert, will you give us a little recap of week number one for you and the Vikings? Well, it didn't, you know, it didn't uh, turn out the way we had, we had hoped. Um, you know, there were some good things and some bad things. We got... The good thing about it is, is we we can go ahead and practice this week because we got some things we can work on, and um, you know we just we just have to continue to uh, you know uh, get better and and just see. I think you know there's I think we have some potential that we we could we could be we could be all right, but we we've really got to uh, dial in and and uh, get better every day. Well, I remember you saying earlier this week, and I can even remember last year, you talking about this Larned team and saying, this is a really, really tough group. And with your big senior class last year, you were able to pick up a win at home. But I think you knew that this early road test against a good Larned team would be tough for your team. How was Larned in comparison to what they were a season ago? Well, I think they're, they have a lot of seniors uh, this year, and I think they were pretty young last year. Uh, so anytime you're playing, you know, a lot of seniors, uh, you know, that, that's with some experience, um, they have a, they have a really, uh, good, uh, they have a really good running back, a Perez kid, uh, that's his, he's, 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 he's pretty good, and, um, their quarterback throws the ball well, um, and defensively, they're, they're solid defensively, uh, so, you know, I, I, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna win some games. Well, I know for your bunch, you had to replace a really, really good and very, really, really important senior class, a group that started off the year ten and zero last year. Who were some of the guys that have had to step into some of those big roles and the leadership roles here early on in this twenty nineteen season? Well, we've we've got we've got a handful of, of kids that are that are seniors that uh you know have have worked really hard and have um you know offensive line is, is anchored by uh grant uh lysel alkire who's our center and then dax hop who plays left guard those guys have have stepped in and done a really good job on our offensive line um raleigh wilson you know at fullback uh he's, he's done a good job andrew peters uh he plays uh he plays our one of our safety spots on defense and plays quarterback some for us and 
and he's just he's just done a tremendous job also of stepping in. So and we've got some other seniors too. Uh, that Trey Kennedy, uh, who played, he was hurt a little bit last year, but he played some. Uh, he plays safety, and 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 then he's he's playing some tailback for us. So all those kids have have, uh, have stepped in, and and uh, you know they might uh, you know say, hey, we have some potential. We just got to get better, and uh, uh, I think I think that we're going to do that. So. Well, when Steve and I were talking to Donnie Bankston, who, of course, always keeps us informed with what's going on up at Smoky Valley and what's going on with your team, he did say that going into this year that you do have a lot of good pieces back in the offensive line, which, of course, with your offense and the way that you want to run the football, you've got to have some linemen. In the last few years, you've had some great ones. How does this line stack up to some of the other ones that you have had in the past? Well, there's uh, uh, five, there's five new starters six if you count the tight end uh so um you know they they none of them had any experience at the varsity level on the offensive line uh any 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 consistent experience uh so in that sense i i i'm not sure that i've ever been in that position as a head coach where every single one of them uh we have to replace so and it takes a while, you know, for an offensive line to, to kind of come together and, and start playing as one unit and um, understanding exact, exactly where where they're supposed to go. And So there's a little hesitation uh, that we've got to get rid of. We're talking um, with Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert on our coach's show this morning. I'm sure that you haven't really had a chance to digest all of the scores from last night in terms of your league play, but... It feels like the CKL is going to be very tough yet again. Of course, the last few years, there have been some extremely good teams in that league. How do you see things going for the CKL teams and the way that this fall could look like for some of those teams and some of the teams that you'll be seeing? Uh, you know, I really, don't, uh, I really don't spend a whole lot of time uh, thinking about that. Uh, you know, I know that next week we play Haven. And uh, that's about as far down the road as I'm, as I'm looking. Um, I, I think that I, I, I know that CKL is going to have some good teams, the traditionally good teams like Halstead and Heston and, <clears throat> that are on our schedule. Uh, I know Hoisington has a good team, but I, I'm really not, you know, I, I, I really don't concern myself with that too much until, uh, until they're on the game week preparation. Well, you guys still play a version of the district, and for the McPherson football fans that will be listening, they've shifted to the bracket style when it comes to the postseason, but they switched a couple of things up with your district last year, and your district again this year will be Clay Center as well as Halstead, as well as Heston, Chapman, and Rock Creek. Did you like the way that the district format worked last year and will work again this year? You know, there's some there's some good things and some bad things. Uh, you know, I I like that. I like the bigger district uh, as far as going on to the playoffs. Um, but there were some things I, 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 I didn't like about it. But, uh, no, I mean, nothing, nothing serious or anything. So I'm, I'm, sad, I'm satisfied with the, with the new district system, yeah. Well, Coach Lambert and the Smoky Valley Vikings, they will be taking on Haven this week. And 
We will hope for it. It will be win number one for the Vikings coming up after a 32-16 loss on the road at Larned last night. Coach Lambert, best of luck this week and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. That was Smoky Valley football coach Tim Lambert here on our Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve, over the last couple of years, that has been a very fun team for us to cover, and really the last two years, they have probably been the second-best team that we've been covering with this Coaches Show, and Canton Galva has kind of crept up into that role now and inching closer toward the top, but we know the Vikings are on the verge of getting things going here this year despite a 32-16 loss last night. Yeah, it was really interesting. Smoky Valley ran 62 plays to 36 for Larnan, so they controlled the time of possession. They just didn't finish off some drives. Let's run through some high school football scores one more time for anybody that missed them earlier on in the show. In Class 3A, the Heston Swathers won at Hillsborough 43-14 last night. The Smoky Valley Vikings lost 32-16 on the road at Larned. On Thursday night, the Inman Teutons fell 14 to nothing on the road at Belle Plaine. Mound Ridge last night in eight-man Division One with an 18-12 win at Gossel. And the Canton Galva Eagles won 70-23 against the Little River Redskins. That was at home, as well as McPherson winning 29-17 over Salina South. Steve, it was a great night of high school football. Glad to have it back. Yeah, uh, really missed it, and it was just so exciting. Had when will you have your area round, roundup posted? Well, I, I'm going to probably have it posted within about 20 minutes wow. after our show. Uh, still missing reports. Got no reports from Mound Ridge or Heston. All we got was scores, so we don't have any stats or anything on those, but uh, do have uh, stats up for Smokey. I'll have stats up for Smokey and then the Little River game. And, of course, we already had a story up on Inman uh, yesterday. So missing Mound Ridge report and missing Heston report. Hope to have those when we get them. We'll post them. But as of right now, we don't have those reports. Steve, let's take another break here. When we come back, we'll hear from McPherson I boys soccer coach Chris Adrian following the team's very exciting 3-2 win in overtime from Thursday night. This interview done a little bit differently because it's your audio from your interview. Normally, if it's somebody else, it's me, Steve, on this show. But because I'm always packing up the equipment, you sprint down to the field. You sprint through the crowd of people. And we'll play that audio next after a fun win from the Bullpups on Thursday night. You're listening to The Coach's Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Finishing this Coach's Show up on a Saturday morning after the first Friday of the football season. A late night here at the radio station last night, Steve, an early morning. But... It feels kind of good to get back into this rhythm. We do it for about six or seven straight months, and then we have some time off. But it's good to be back. Everybody's feeling good. And another team that I think is feeling good is the Bullpup soccer team, who improved the 2-0 on Thursday night. I think that team, after picking up two nice wins to begin the season, they're feeling good. Yeah, they're really technically sound. They don't make a lot of mistakes. Um, good game with Salina South. Uh, the seniors on both teams have played against each other since they were about 10 so, like Coach Adrian said, we really didn't need a scouting report. They knew our guys. We knew their guys. And uh, came down to Drew Schrader making an incredible individual effort for the game-winning goal to complete what he had was a hat trick on the night. Not only a hat trick on the soccer field against Salina South on Thursday, but he also knocked in an extra point or a field goal for three against the Cougars last right. night. Did he make one or two extra points? I, I don't it, remember. I think it was two, maybe. It's too long ago, Steve. It was like seven hours ago. I don't yeah. remember. And South's kicker, uh, uh, Rincon, also uh, scored a goal against the Bullpup. So both kickers uh, scored goals on Thursday and Friday. Steve, let's listen to our post-game audio from Bullpup soccer coach Chris Adrian here this morning. 
don't see many games that exciting this early in the season, but a uh, real gut check for your team. Had a postseason feel to it for mm -hmm. sure. Um, two teams that know each other really well. I mean, the, the, we didn't need a scouting report really because these seniors have played with those guys for so long that they know how they play. They know who their key players are. And man, what a game. Um, so many things that we could talk about too with this game. Uh, with us coming in, down three. Down down three players. I mean, I don't know how Cody ran that fast to get here by halftime, but that guy <laughs> must have been flying. Someone said he set a school record or something, but uh, that was incredible. And and for these seniors, they've been in so many of these types of games where they've come out on the other end as, we were, as sophomores. We were saying and on the we were saying on the radio, our overtime record here has yeah. not been and, real stellar. And that's what I talked about. That's the difference between having eight juniors on your team last year and eight seniors on your team. There were just so many competitors out there that weren't going to let anything other than a win happen. And they were given the extra effort there in the overtime that we needed. We had to play different than we normally do. You saw us sitting back a little bit more just because we knew we were only probably 13, 14 players deep today. And on a hot day, uh, we had to play smart. And I thought the guys managed their fitness levels really well. I don't know how Drew still had energy. Uh, to make that run at the end, but yeah. in terms of individual performances, that's it's got to go down as one of the all-time greats in our program. Just to Is score he? the three goals that he had, and the way he scored that last one, that, he, it was incredible. That one on four. It was, yeah. Is he okay after? He's on? okay. I mean, that's how you know he gave every ounce of energy. As soon as he scored, his whole body cramped up, and his calves, hammies, everything. He gave everything he could today. Um, and your other but, two goals were spectacular. Yeah, I mean, we scored the long really. Ball, the long ball is really a weapon for you guys. It was. Tyler Hoxie's free kick ability, I mean, he can kick the ball a mile, and he can put it where he wants it. It's not just about how far it goes, and he plays it in a way that we can win it. Uh, he's a huge weapon for us and a guy that doesn't get a lot of credit because he's not scoring three goals, but he's keeping us in the game and doing a good job of organizing. Connor Glazer also deserves a huge shout-out today for his first varsity game. None of those goals anyone was going to save. That's what we said. And, That's what we said on the radio. And that he made some really good saves. There was actually one in the first half where the guy struck at number 10 and the ball was knuckling, and he just got his body behind it to make the save. And it looked maybe more routine from the bleachers, but from our angle, that was really good. And Rincon's goal was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. One on six. He was that like two kid on is six. Good. I yeah. mean, he's good. It was, it was a fun matchup seeing him and Drew because they were both kind of leading the front lines for and each team. And they're both kicking for their football teams. And, well. Oh, is he really? That's, He's there kicking for their football oh, that's, team. Oh, yeah, that's a good story there, too. Uh, and, and I think another player that deserves a shout-out would be Caden Hardgrave, his left back. Uh, that kid that he was up against, I think it was 14. He's one of the most skilled players I've seen. He's an excellent player, and Caden did a good job at just defending and keeping up with his pace. Uh, but that was a grind today. Uh, we we got in that overtime. We didn't make a sub in overtime because we yeah. we were running out. Britton was cramping, and he couldn't go. I mean, he tried to get in two times and just immediately. And and he made a tough decision where he knew, hey, my best right now isn't as good as the best of mm -hmm. a Connor Olsen at the moment mm -hmm. because he was just so fatigued. And, and that's hard to do, but I think that made a big difference for our team is gives, having a little bit more a lot more of freshness. momentum going into next week. A lot of momentum. Um, we've got some recovery to do for sure. Um, but we should be full of confidence. And this team's showing that grit, that perseverance, that we want to be an identity, not just something we write about and talk about, but something we show on the field. And I think these seniors are doing a great job of playing like pups. 
That was Bullpup Soccer Coach Chris Adrian here in our Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Steve Sell, we are getting closer and closer to wrapping up this morning's Coaches Show, but a lot to be excited if you are a McPherson I sports fan. So far this week, Steve, we have had a 4-0 broadcast record, right. two volleyball wins on Tuesday, a soccer win on Thursday, a football win on Friday, 4-0. Nice and, to start the year the for the Bullpups. And the first high tennis team won their Invitational. They're 2-0. They've, they've won both their tournaments so far. And then Coach Doyle going for win number 400 this morning. That's down, right. Down at Hutchinson, the Bullpups in the ABCTL preseason tournament. They play a whopping six matches uh, today down at Hutchinson. Marathon day. And one thing that helps the Bullpups is Coach Doyle has a lot of depth on that team. So if some girls tired she can sub in other girls but coach Doyle sitting at 399 career coaching victories it was an exciting game on Tuesday night as or a couple of matches as the Bullpups were able to knock off the Winfield Vikings to start and then follow that up with a win over the circle T-Birds Steve and I were doing some volleyball and we always enjoy doing some volleyball maybe we're not the biggest experts of the sport but we enjoyed it and it was a very fun sport for us to broadcast on the radio, I think it sounds really good. Well, I think there's a, there's a lot of action. Yeah, the game never has any lulls. And uh, I love rally scoring. Ever since they went to rally scoring, that changed volleyball. For one thing, it shortens the matches. You could have some marathon matches if you didn't have rally scoring. But uh, we had a busy broadcast schedule. Yeah, speaking of marathon. Yeah, we uh, you know doing games Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And, and we're doing the Mac College streaming today for their uh, – uh, website. So. Yeah, that game will be at 4 o'clock at Cessna Stadium in Wichita as the Bulldogs will be taking on Langston University. And throughout this coach's show, depending on the week, we will likely have some interviews from Coach Jeremiah Fiscus. And of course, we have it on our McPherson College coach's show, which runs on Wednesday nights. But it's an exciting time to be a sports fan here in McPherson. And I know there is going to be a lot of red, a lot of Bulldog fans down in Wichita today for an exciting event. Yeah, and you and I are going to be sweltering in the press box because I don't think there's any air conditioning at Cessna Stadium. And, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Bulldogs uh, perform. Uh, they've had almost a month to prepare for this game. But, uh, you know, they've got 45 guys back from last year's team. Coach Fiscus has brought in about another 80 or 75. Uh, they got a really healthy-sized roster. They're bigger, stronger, faster. Got a great quarterback in Ed Crouch. And hopefully – The magic man. The magic man. Hopefully uh, – the guys up front, I think that's where it's going to come down to. They've got a very inexperienced offensive line. They've got a good quarterback and skill players, but can they get the blocking that's necessary for that to be a ball game? Because Langston is a big favorite in that game. Nobody's really expecting much out of the Bulldogs, and maybe they can pull a surprise. Steve, let's run through the scores from last night one more time, then I'll give you the games that are coming up next week, and then we can wrap things up and send it to Swap Shop. Sound good? Sounds good. Scores from last night. McPherson beats Salina South 29-17 on the road. They are 1-0 to begin this season. The Heston Swathers, a 43-14 winner at Hillsboro. Smoky Valley Falls 32-16 at Larned. Inman falls on Thursday, 14-0 at Belle Plaine. Mound Ridge, an 18-12 winner on the road at Gossel. And the Canton-Galva Eagles win 70-23 against the Little River Redskins. Coming up next week in 8-man Division 1, Canton Galva will go on the road to Chase County. Mound Ridge will be at Bennington, and Little River will be at home to take on Peabody. In 1A, Inman will be at home to take on Trinity Catholic, who is a very good team and picked up a win last night. In 3A, Heston will be at home to take on Larned, who beat Smoky Valley last night. The Smoky Valley Vikings will be at home to take on Haven, and the Bullpups will be at home to take on Winfield. Yeah, it'll be a home-heavy schedule next yes. week because it was a road-heavy schedule this week. Only Canton Galva was at home. Everybody else was on the road. 
We're excited for it, Steve. Great first week. We have games in the book. We have coaches show in the book. We're done. Yeah. Well, kind of. We still have Bulldog <laughs> football later today. But then tomorrow we'll be done. Yeah. Make sure to check midkansasonline.com. Steve has been putting in some work back there to get a story up. Area Roundup is there. 